With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, God bless the USA. Thank you, Mr. Announcer, for a great introduction. You are listening to the third hour of the Steve Finnegan Show with me, your professor of democracy here on News Radio 1029 KARN. And uh, welcome to those that are just joining the show. There's lots of traffic out there as people are joyfully running around doing their Christmas shopping and enjoying themselves here in the capital city. And, uh, Yes, I am very passionate because if the mayor had the leadership qualities and the courage that he could sit down with the police department, for those just joining us, I was addressing Little Rock's unfortunate 59th homicide last night when we hit the bottom of the hour news. 59 people dead in our city because we have a a mayor that just doesn't have – now, if you need – if you need someone to show up to cut a ribbon or you need someone to show up and uh, at your uh, your event, Frank is good at that. Oh, boy, he's great. He's actually, Frank, you'd be a great cruise director, uh, I think, on a cruise ship. You could, you could lead that stuff and, and you'd be right up your alley. But as far as being a political leader and the leader of the capital city of Arkansas and to have this homicide rate consistently every year that you've been mayor, do what it is, and saw the mother that on, on our news partner, KRK, said that, uh, you know, that she's afraid for her children. And mothers shouldn't have to do that in this town. All righty. I got a couple callers. Uh, Susan, you're going to lead it off as soon as I get done with the opening monologue here. So just bear with me a second. Folks, uh, I'd like to do this in the first and third hours. <clears throat> Reggie, the deficits, uh, $33,882,222,000,000 on December 2nd. Today, December 9th, they have increased it to $33 trillion. Nine oh one billion five hundred seventy million. So they added nineteen billion three hundred forty eight million dollars on the national debt this week, and they're asking for more deficit spending out of the Biden imbecile White House. On a happy note, uh, once again, uh, wedding anniversaries. If you have somebody who is celebrating their fiftieth or higher, please let me know, and I'll be happy to give them a shout out. And this week, it's Reverend Tom Mitchell and his lovely bride of 55 years, Karen Mitchell. Uh, Tom is a retired pastor of uh, one of the local churches. Wonderful man. Uh, He is a Vietnam vet. And uh, happy anniversary. Now, in addition to anniversaries, if you got a birthday of 85 or higher, Let me know, and then we do a veteran-owned business of the week here on this show. So we will, uh, if you have a veteran-owned business you want to nominate, just reach out to me on social media, either Facebook, uh, the other on Facebook, the 57th Patriot of Arkansas is the show page, 
and on Twitter slash X, it's Stephen Finnegan at Finman72211. Okay. Uh, what else do I want to talk about in the opening monologue? Well, let me do a caller first, and then we'll go back to some of this other stuff, as I promised. Susan, you're on the air with Steve. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. I'm glad you're on the air on the weekend. It gives me something good to listen to. Well, thank you. I appreciate your compliment. <laughs> I love hearing you from you. Um, another thing, the plant parenthood, I we kept quit buying their cookies years ago. I don't know if I heard on Rush or whatever talk show, because I listen to you guys all. Uh-huh. And they also contribute to Planned Parenthood. The Girl, Girl Scouts, Scouts give to Planned Parenthood? Yes. Uh, this has been years ago. Years ago I heard this. And I quit giving to them a long time ago. Yeah. But, Susan, let me just update the audience. My good friend Todd Starnes, uh, who's also on the show, he tagged me in this post. Uh, and, and what Susan's referencing is the Girl Scouts of America have – ordered all their members to undergo, quote, mandatory white supremacy cleansing. And, and that's absolutely insane. Little eight, nine-year-old girls, to 10 and 12-year-old girls, the, the children are being used and manipulated, and I just can't have that. And obviously you can't at this point either, Susan. Yep. So I appreciate you updating me on that. Is there anything else you want to bring? No, but just please stay on the air on the weekends. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And uh, I made a promise to Toby when we put this show together. (laughs) He said, how long do you think you want to do this? And I said, well, for those that missed it, I just turned 60 last month. I told Toby that I would give him to 70. And I said, after 70, I'm not making any promises. So, uh, Susan, I plan on sticking around for a while. Okay, um, thank you for the call. Like Susan, if you want to be on the air with me, you can text me or call me at 501-403-5276 or 501-403-KARN. And I, uh, some, I get sometimes at the breaks, I will go and um, try to check some of the social media. And I know I've got almost 60 messages right now on Facebook Messenger, and I've got several on Twitter slash X. So um, I don't know if I'm going to get to them before <coughs> Excuse me, before the uh, show ends today. Hold on, folks. I'm going to grab a quick thing of water here. Sometimes the pipes start getting a little dry in the third hour of the show, especially when I get passionate about, you know, saving children's lives here in Little Rock because our mayor won't. And, uh, Frank, I'm just one more time. I'm going to offer you, you can come on this show anytime with me and be a man, have the guts to come on here and let's talk about solving this problem because it's not going to get solved by you showing up like last night. Well, the 59th homicide was going on. Frank was at the ballet. Uh, and I love the nutcracker too. I'm not knocking the ballet and the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra and their Christmas shows are absolutely amazing. I highly encourage you to do that. But when you got you're the mayor of the city and, and the supposed chief executive and the leader and you've got fifty nine homicides under your belt, 
then it's time for you to start paying attention and stop the partying and the uh, other stuff. You got the party and the uh, public relations part of the job down great, Frank. Now it's time for you to man up and be a leader and start coming up with a comprehensive plan. I guarantee you if you ask your Little Rock police officers to come up with a comprehensive plan to reverse this horrible murder rate and this horrible violent crime rate, those officers will do it. But that means you also got to have the guts to stand behind your officers instead of throwing them under the bus. All righty. I got that out of my system. I I just had to. Uh, a couple other things that I want to hit on is the war on Christmas. There's been some stuff that's come up about that. And then we're going to try to do a Biden update. That will probably take place when we come back from the bottom of the hour news. Um, but I, I want to talk about the war on children just continues out of the left. And, you know, Keith, we're not going to have enough time that I really want to get into this. So let us go to our break. Uh, folks, I'm going to come back from the break. I'm going to address what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs and that little nine-year-old boy uh, because there's been some more developments this week. That was one of the topics I was unable to get to last Saturday, but it became relevant yesterday with some new developments. So we're going to get to it today. Okay, we'll be back after these messages. You're listening to me, Steve Finnegan, here on News Radio 1029 KARN. Little closer, children. I've got a story yes, to tell. Yes, I uh, oh, asked producer Keith to let's start mixing in some Christmas music, my favorite time of the year. I just had a laugh uh, over the break. Welcome back to the Steve Finnegan Show with me, your professor of democracy, and also a harmless little fuzzball. Ask Frank Jr. He'll tell you I'm a harmless little fuzzball. Anyway, my brother just texted me and said, yeah. <laughs> given given my positions here on the radio, I am probably on the NSA and the CIA and the FBI's list. <laughs> oh, well, that's the way it goes. I bet you half of you listeners are on there, too, uh, especially since the imbecile administration has authorized warrants spying on all our social media. But anyway, <clears throat> let's move on to the, the left you know, we saw what they did with Nicholas Sandman, and thank God somebody had videotaped that and completely debunked the lies that CNN, the Communist News Network, Clown News Network, whatever you want to call it, and the Washington Compost, which is good for nothing more than that, uh, attacking this 16-year-old. Well, that was not good enough for them. Now, for those of you that are not football fans or not Kansas City Chiefs fans, you might not be aware of this. Many of us are. Uh, a little boy, nine years old, his name is Holden Armenta, and he wore an Indian headdress and painted his face in the colors of the Kansas City Chiefs, which if you've ever watched the Chiefs play, which, you know, they were in the Super Bowl Jake Mahone, their quarterback, great quarterback. Uh, their colors are black and red. You know, I've gone to 
New York Giants game. Now, I've never painted my face blue. I don't want to look like the blue man group. That's just not me. But, you know, God bless a little nine-year-old that's so passionate about his team. Uh, my dad used to take me to the Giants stadium at the time for my birthday present, the two of us, and I cherished those memories. But I never wanted to paint my face blue. But anyway, this little kid does this, and a so-called journalist, Cameron J. Phillips, and he's an African-American, so you'd think that he would be sensitive to being a racist, but he's not. This so-called journalist attacks this little nine-year-old child and excoriates him in an article on the the online site Deadspin, which is a sports-related site. So anyway, he he called this child, you know, for for supposedly racist for blackface, and and then he was racist against African-Americans because of the red side of his face. Now, folks, this has got to stop. Absolutely. And once again, you've got to confront these people head-on, which I do with respect, Uh, I've never mistreated any guest that disagrees with me, nor have I ever mistreated a caller that disagrees with me. In fact, usually I welcome them because it makes for interesting radio. But when you start attacking a kid for wearing the colors of his football team, that's that's got to be called out and it's got to be stopped. And here's the catch to this. This little boy himself is Native American blood in him. And I've done the research on this. Uh, Anyway, the so-called journalist wrote this article, and then this child starts getting attacked online, and and no little child at nine years old uh, needs this. And what happened is his mother and father threatened legal action against Deadspin and the journalist, so-called journalist, Cameron J. Phillips. And they took down Holden's picture, but, I mean, it's too late. The kid's all over the Internet, and we all know that once you post a picture on the Internet, it's pretty much there forever. So, yes, when this child, 20 years from now, if Jesus tarries in his return and he's 29 years old, this picture's still going to be on the Internet. So they took it down, and they now are attacking the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, And this is how they're trying to deflect off their their attack on this child. And they're now saying that it's because the NFL is racist. Okay? Now, I mentioned that Holden is Native American himself, and his grandfather is one of the council members or board members of the Chumash tribe, which is the Native American tribe in Santa Uray, California. Now, Deadspin is backing down, but Phillips himself is refusing to back down. You know, he, he's still trying to label this child as a racist against black people and African Americans because he tried to wear the colors of his team to support his team. And by the way, how many African Americans, sir, are playing on that team that this kid is supporting? A lot of them. How many African-Americans have become multimillionaires because they played for the NFL? Quite a few. This little child doesn't care. You know, I didn't. You know, one of the greatest thrills of my life was, was I got to meet Harry Carson 
and Lawrence Taylor. And that was after the Giants' first Super Bowl win. I, I, I told you all I worked for a general, and the general got invited to the celebration at Giants Stadium, and I went along as one of his staff people, and it was a blast. It never occurred to me that Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson were African-Americans. All I cared about, they were part of my beloved Giants, and they just won the Super Bowl with Parcells. I never got to meet Parcells, but I got to meet Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson, and that was just so cool to me. And Nice guys. I know Lawrence has had some issues off the field, but nonetheless, it was a thrill. And that's the way my parents raised us. I don't care about your race. I go right back to Dr. Martin Luther King, judge someone by the content of their character and their heart. And that's how we got to get back to. So after Cameron refuses to back down, Holden's parents have now retained an attorney. And I personally, this is my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. Maybe the next time I have uh, my good friend Rob Steinbuck in to just to talk about legal issues, one of the foremost legal minds in the country and a professor here at UALR's law school. And I'll ask him what his thoughts are in this libel defamation case. And as I mentioned, the retraction has come from Deadspin. And that's usually the first salvo in firing and getting ready to file a lawsuit And I want to point out something. Now, this case was decided back in 1964. It's called New York Times versus Sullivan. You can look this up. This was the precedent-setting case that set the actual malice standard for, for this. And public officials, which is what the case centered around for New York Times versus Sullivan, uh, are held to a less stringent standard. And then they went and, 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 added public figures to this as well. So let me pull out my next page in notes here. Uh, the, the standard and the burden of proving defamation is harder for a public official. And then they said the standard was extended to public figures. Now your harmless little fuzzball would now be considered a public figure. And, and I promise you folks, you know, you want to make fun of my Irish heritage and tell me I'm a drunk. My brother will tell you I'm lucky if I drink two beers in a year. So it, it rolls off me, and you just have to have a thick skin in putting yourself in the public eye. And that's the vortex of this. You know, if you engage, the Supreme Court says, in public and to draw attention, to influence something's outcome, then you're a public figure, too, as well as a public official. So we have a higher standard. That's why President Trump was frustrated that he couldn't sue uh, for some of the slanderous things said about him. But, you know, he was on TV. He's, you know, that's the way it is right now. That's the precedent-setting cases that that did that. And uh, it's terrible that this little nine-year-old child, and and I hope that— Holden and his parents do go through with the lawsuit against them uh, and hold them accountable. You know, I've had some people, even adults, that will make nasty comments on Facebook. I laugh at them and I delete them. And I wanted to. I could probably give them a shout-out here on the radio and say this is what this moron said. But even that point, I give them the anonymity. 
All right, folks, we will be back after the news. You are listening to me, Steve Finnegan, here on News Radio 1029 KARN. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. And welcome back, everybody, to the Steve Finnegan Show. Before I get into Biden and and the other stuff in Harvard and the anti-Semitism that we must also bring to a stop in this country, I want to give you an interesting correlation. Over the break, uh, it was announced just now that the Japanese baseball star, his name is, uh, I hope I'm saying this correctly, Shohei Otani, S-H-O-H-E-I-O-H-T-A-N-I, so Shohei Otani, just signed a 10-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $700 million. Oh, good for him. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to price themselves out of tickets and hot dogs to be able to pay some of these salaries. But So he's getting a $700 million deal over 10 years. So just for... Edification. I went back to the national debt clock by our folks at the Treasury, and almost one. Th- you know, we've been on the air now for two hours and thirty-five minutes since I gave you the update on the national debt. And and here's the shocking thing for you: in two and a half hours, the United States government has tacked another two hundred ninety-seven million dollars onto the national credit card and in two and a half hours. So one-third of the biggest deal that that any baseball player has ever gotten, $700 million, one-third of that went on the national debt 
and I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Um, in, in that short period of time. All right. I want to, I've been doing better today about taking calls. We got some more callers. So, uh, let me do a caller and then I'll do the Biden and the rest of the stuff I want to get to. Hey, Paul from hot Springs. Welcome to the show. You're on the air with Steve. Hi, Steve. You know what? I, I really like the show, but I think it was an unfair shot at the mayor, uh, as far as, uh, him being responsible for all the crime. And now, I will agree that there should be a special uh, committee brought together, but there's other things that are impacting it, like the fact that I believe the police department is down like 50 to 65 people, uh, in that, so they need to step up recruitment, maybe increase the, uh, the wages in it. And to go and kind of slam him for having a night out with, it, with his wife, I thought was kind of a cheap shot, to be quite honest with you. Well, he's not he's married, just- and, I, and it's like I said, I love – the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra, and I, he went to see the Nutcacker, and I like that just as equally. But you know, it's it's right, what I was inferring, and I'm, I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity to to clarify this. Yeah. Is that you know when when you're the mayor and you put yourself out there to run for the mayor of the city of Little Rock, and you've got a raging crime problem, you know you got to prioritize what you're doing. And he's like I said, very good at the social aspect of being mayor. And not just with the symphony, though. So if it was interpreted as a cheap shot. I didn't mean it that way. Well, I, I do agree, though, that, like you said, there, it needs to be addressed. And maybe they need to go to the uh, broken window like New York did when they had a raging crime problem. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was called the broken window enforcement where they started cleaning up neighborhoods uh, and, and things along those lines. I'd rather see talk instead of, you know, just bad rap, bad rapping people. I'd rather see talk on solutions versus just slamming people. Yep. Uh, well, know, Paul, I've, I've invited him <laughs> for four years to come on the show with me. He hasn't done it. And like I said, we used to have coffee together. And, and Frank knows that if he comes on here, yeah, I'll, I'll tease him on the air like this and call him Frank Jr. But uh, if he sits in the studio – I will give him the respect accorded to his office as mayor, and I'm all for doing that and, and giving him a chance to come up with a plan. All right. Anything well, else you want to bring, bring up? On the governor, too. What about the yeah, governor? Well, I, I said I, I would like to see an interview the governor because, there's again, there's other problems in the state when you t- look at uh, some of the abuse of the uh, unemployment uh benefits where people go and work a job for two days and then they either don't show up, but then they put in for, uh, benefits. I think that needs to be addressed. Uh, there's other items, but I'd rather see, uh, items addressed in, instead of just, uh, you know, bad wrapping people. Uh, you know, let's look at solutions versus just problems. I'm all for solving problems. Hey, Paul, thanks. Are you a first time caller? I am. I'm going to put you on hold and let producer Keith, I'm going to hook you up with one of those free classic way back cheeseburgers. And yes, folks, I'm, I'm definitely one for solving problems. And that's what I was trying to infer with the mayor. Come on here. Let's solve this problem uh, and talk about it. And, and who knows, you know, there's people like that. Broken windows was actually a book written by two sociologists. And it was, if you fix the broken windows, and and that was the the measure that Bernard Carrick and Rudy Giuliani did. 
and New York City's homicide rate went from record-breaking 36, 3,700 down to 300. And to have 300 homicides in a 10 million, give or take, plus city that has probably another five to six million visitors or workers that come into it every day is minuscule when you do the number crunching. When you do the number crunching here in Little Rock, it's horrible. Okay. Uh, Speaking of Wayback Burgers, as you're doing your Christmas shopping and and Hanukkah shopping, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, don't forget to stop by Wayback Burgers here on the Schnall Curve in Little Rock. My good friends Chris and Mary, the owners, and their wonderful staff over there that will take good care of you and hook you up with a delicious burger. And like Paul, if you're a first-time caller, I will hook you up uh, with that free classic Wayback Cheeseburger. Okay. Um, It's 2.40, and I want to get to some more stuff that's uh, really important that I think uh, I'm going to address the, the war on Christmas first. And then I'm going to try to finish up with the combination of the economy and the open border and what's going on down there. And I will try to fit some more callers in. If somebody wants to be on the air, they can call in, like I said, at 501-403-5276 or text me. Uh, Yesterday was – it was more or less a Catholic Christian's – holiday or what we call Holy Day of Obligation, where we'll go to church. It was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So in our neighbors to the east and over there in Alabama, uh, this person had the Holly Jolly Drag Queen show at this local restaurant. It was her restaurant. The lady's name is Jessica Turner, and she has Baked and Boozy LLC host the event. And it was held on private property, so the mayor, Tracy Honing, said he can't do anything about it, and that's true. It's a private business. However, several local Christian leaders, uh, Justin Childers, Reverend Justin Childers, the pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church, started putting together a coalition of Catholic uh, and Protestant Christians to protest this event and he was he he was the leader of it he urged the local churches to cross denominational lines and join with him and then i got a press release from uh, the catholic league for religious and civil rights uh, i used i'd like to get dr donahue bill donahue on the phone and the catholic league came out and supported him 100 percent. and this is where i want to quote a lesbian professor that got involved in this, and her name is Judith Pamela Butler. And this is exactly, I am quoting Judith Butler. She's a a professor of lesbian, gay, and I don't know what all the LBDDDDD alphabet stands for now. They've added so many things, and of course, a lot of gay and lesbian men and women have said that this has co-opted what you know, that they just wanted to be able to get married and love whom they chose, and that's their business. Uh, that, this is what America is about, freedom. What you do in your own bedroom and house is your business, just like uh, what I do is mine, and I don't broadcast it, and there are certain things. 
But Judith Butler, this professor at Berkeley, out University of California, Berkeley, has come out and said the purpose, and this is her now that's also saying this was a good thing, the purpose behind these events is to confuse children about their sexuality. And Ms. Butler, a prominent lesbian professor, went on to say, after it's to confuse children about their sexuality, Proudly admits that these performances are a subversive enterprise. And that's where I run into the issue when it comes to children and children being exposed to adult material. Just like we have the problem here, and I was well behind the Saline County folks that got behind and contacted the county legislature and the county judge down in Saline and got the adult material moved to the appropriate section of the library. You never see these drag queens wanting to go into a nursing home or something and perform for the old people there. It's always about children. And Miss Butler, Judith Butler, this prominent, prominent lesbian professor that teaches this at Berkeley, she is the one who said, quote, these performances are a subversive enterprise to confuse children, unquote. So that is that. And then real quick, the other part of the war on Christmas I wanted to address, uh, and I know I've got listeners up in, in Wisconsin. The National Railroad Museum is located in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it's hosting a festival of trees. That's okay. Only six of the trees uh, out of the 66 that were in there were sponsored by Christians, and the rest were by businesses, and then two have ignited this huge backlash. One is by a satanic group, and the other, I'm just going to abbreviate it to LGBT and stop there. And the Satanic Temple of Wisconsin is featuring a tree with an ornament that says, Hail Satan. And, of course, it's probably hinting at Hail Santa. But anyway, it says, Hail Satan. And it's sponsored by the Satanic Temple of Green Bay. And they're using it to try to raise money. Uh, and they're, of course, upset that the Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade because they're in favor of abortion right up to birth. And, of course, that men can get pregnant, which we know they can't. Uh, and when the director of the museum was confronted, she said it was, we're being inclusive. That's their excuses uh, about this. And then I want to point you to the Supreme Court's uh, standard on this, and I'm going to use another example. Let's just say, for argument's sake, the Ku Klux Klan wants to have an event at the King Center in Los Angeles. Of course, the Ku Klux Klan opposed Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and everything he stood for. And the Supreme Court actually recognizes this, and most people don't talk about this, and I am going to. It's a 1971 ruling called Lemon versus Courtman. The Chief Justice Warmberger wrote that the Constitution affirmatively mandates accommodation, not merely tolerance of all religions, and forbids any hostility towards any as well. Now, when you got a satanic church and an LGBT group that opposes everything that Christians and the Bibles believe, uh, that's pretty much hits that hate and awards them the denial 
of being able to participate. Okay, folks, we're going to stop here, do our final commercial segment, and then I'll be back with the final segment with the Biden update, and we'll talk about the economy and the border. You're listening to me, Steve Finnegan, here on News Radio 1029 KARN. And there is no way on God's green earth that imbecile Biden could ever be another Lincoln because Lincoln stood for integrity, honesty, and courage, all qualities that the current occupant of the White House has none of. And uh, I'm going to try to hit this stuff real fast, and then I'm going to close out the day on a lighthearted note that's probably going to make you all laugh because this is a breaking news that I found very amusing, and I figured I'd share it with you at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, the imbecile administration even though the other Democrats and the Democrat communists want him to stop referring to Bidenomics or as I call it, imbecilonomics because it's an abject failure and every time he talks about it, people get pissed because they go to the gas station and it costs them more money to fill up the car. I'm not going to say which grocery store. It wasn't the commissary. It was one of the uh, other grocery stores that I stopped in real quick. And the name brand milk was up to seven ninety nine a gallon for regular homogenized milk, up from $3.25 a gallon. Uh, the store brand was a little bit cheaper than that. But they did a Home Alone inflation report. Now, back in 1990, one of the scenes with uh, Kevin McAllister was going to the grocery store and buying some things, include some Army Men toys. It came to $19.38 in 1990. So last year, in 2022, those same items from the grocery store that cost $19.38 in 1990 cost $44.40 in 2022. One year later, because of imbecilonomics and the way this man has mismanaged our economy, that same amount of items would cost Kevin McAllister, $72.28, up 250%. And it almost doubled in one year. That's how much inflation we're dealing with. Okay, so there's your economic update. And this is where I want to issue a warning. And this is from the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. It's like I said, the Democrats are trying to sneak in more open borders and more money for illegal immigrants at a time when Americans are facing 250% markups in food and other items this Christmas, uh, $5,000 free visa gift cards for people illegally breaking into our country. But this is where you should be very concerned, everyone. This, like I said, I took this from the Customs and Border Patrol website. Afghans. Now, we're not talking people walking up from South America. You're coming from Afghanistan, you're getting on a plane or a ship and getting shipped over here. 6,386. These are only the ones apprehended. Keep that in mind. You know, God knows how many crossed over and did not get apprehended. Egyptians. Uh, Egypt's our ally, and most Egyptians, like I said, my interpreter in Iraq was Egyptian-American and a wonderful man that I love, Uh, 3,153. Iranians, 659 across the border. Syrians, 538. Now here's something that should concern you. Russians, Russians apprehended, not getaways, just apprehended, 
12,605 Russians are caught. And I saved the big one for last. We all know Trader Joe uh, is on the Chinese payroll, and Hunter's indictment more than verified that. This is apprehended Chinese nationals at our southern border, 26,113. And folks, I am telling you right now, if we go to war, if imbecile is successful in triggering a war between the United States and Russia or the United States and Iran, I promise you there are cells, sleeper cells in this country that have infiltrated because we have a treasonous piece of garbage in the White House that's allowing it, and the Republicans need him impeached yesterday, and my Orcus, the Secretary of Homeland Security, that said there's no problem at the border, it's secure, impeached yesterday uh, as well, that these people are going to make attacks. And now if you think that what happened in Las Vegas, which I obviously do too, was bad where they started shooting out of that window into the concert, you think what that guy did a couple of weeks ago in Maine was bad, it's going to be worse when these sleeper cells start launching attacks on Americans. And maybe that's what the Democrats want so they can take more of our freedoms and take our firearms from law-abiding citizens instead of doing that. And the reason why I shared that number with you is because hopefully it hits home that this is a really bad problem. And Biden is doing nothing and neither is handlers. They're actually facilitating it and making it easier for these subversive groups to come across our border. Now, as far as the Hunter indictments go, um, one of the journalists or so-called journalists uh, asked the imbecile if he's going to pardon Hunter, and he said no, and that's a lie. I mean, everything from the debates and uh, worthless Chris Wallace, who lasted for two weeks on CNN, and they went bankrupt on that new CNN network, uh, has been proven to be a lie. And I'm putting the vaccine whistleblower information that I had for you on hold until next Saturday because I just got a third credible, what I believe is a credible whistleblower from within our own government that I want to research. Now, I have about a minute left, and I said I wanted to end on a lighthearted note. Now, usually I fly Delta Airlines myself. Um, I just took them on my vacation and uh, – Got to meet a listener who all I said to the flight attendant was after she said good morning, I said good morning back. Good morning, ma'am. May I please have – she said, what would you like to drink? I said, may I please have a coffee with some milk? Dude jumps up in the middle <laughs> of the cabin and screams, you're Steve Finnegan from KARN, aren't you? And I said, guilty as charged. I have a distinctive voice. I get it. So uh, anyway, it was embarrassing and humbling, and I appreciate him telling everybody on the plane that he loved my show. Made for an interesting conversation between Little Rock and Atlanta. Well, anyway, this guy was caught on a Delta flight. He put a battery and immersion heater and was cooking garlic mashed potatoes and shrimp on a Delta flight. Delta is investigating it. How did he get that past the security TSA? God bless you all. See you next week. 
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.